Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. The fall harvest season is a busy time for farms, and it can be a dangerous one as well. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. This week marks National Farm Safety and Health Week. It's an important time to remind farmers and farm workers about the importance of being safe on the job. Whether it's driving equipment on the roads or in the fields, or working with large livestock or in confined spaces, there are steps farms can take to make a safer environment for the farmers, their families, and their employees. We are fortunate in New York State to have the New York Center for Agricultural Medicine and Health based in Cooperstown. The staff offer a number of services, trainings, and financial assistance for farms. And this week on New York Farm Bureau's News Bites, we speak with NICAM's director, Julie Sorensen, about it all. We start off with learning just what NICAM does. Here's Julie. Well, Julie, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I want to start off with a pretty broad question. What is NICAM? Tell me a little bit about your great organization and the services you provide. I would just love to, Steve. And I I first wanted to just say thank you for the invitation to join you on the podcast. It's a wonderful opportunity to let farmers know who we are and and how we can help them. So I, I think the best way to describe NICAM is we're an organization whose central mission is to find ways to make farm work healthier and safer for the folks who are laboring in the agricultural industry. And we do that in many ways. I think the thing that unites the many services we provide is that we we're very familiar with how farms work and the challenges that farmers have when it comes to addressing hazards or looking at ways to ensure that they don't get sick or injured. We just try to develop very user-friendly, affordable solutions. And so to just give you a few examples of services we provide, we have an occupational health clinic for farmers. So say you're a farmer and you have had a hazard exposure that's making it difficult for you to breathe. If you go to a hospital and you see a physician who may not be aware of or understand the exposures that you have that are unique to your workplace, they may misdiagnose it or they may not know how to treat it effectively. And so the nice thing about the Farmers Occupational Health Clinic is you have a physician or APC or nurse who's familiar with the kinds of exposures you have on a farm, who can recognize the symptoms of farm-related illness and address it effectively, knowing a little bit more about that condition. But You know, the Occupational Health Clinic is just one example of services we provide. We have on-farm services such as safety training. So we'll come to a farm and we'll train a person's staff on how to use a skid steer safely, how to recognize hazards, how to avoid injury or injuring their coworkers. We also have a service where we come to the farm and we might walk through the work site with the farmer and identify hazards in a very non judgmental way. We understand that everybody has challenges, but we might identify those hazards. And then what we'll do is we'll sit down with the farmer and we'll say, well, here's what you can do to address this hazard. And here's what you can do to address this other hazard. And while we have technical expertise that we can bring 
to the farmer to help them figure that out, we also have some funding. So we have the John May Farm Safety Fund program, and that program provides farmers with assistance for addressing a safety issue on their farm. It's really geared at those small and mid-sized farms because we know that profit margins are slim and it's very difficult to invest in a safety upgrade. But, but farmers can apply and we'll send a safety specialist out to the farm and they'll take a look at the, the issue and they'll provide some, some feedback. And then if it seems like the best approach, then we will provide half the cost of initiating that safety project up to a cap of $5,000. A lot of the projects that we've taken on or assisted farmers with involve things like livestock handling equipment, the corral shoots, things like that, electrical upgrades to prevent barn fires. We have installed eyewash stations. We have worked with aquaculture farms and developed railings so that, you know, there's no danger of drowning on the work site. So we've just tackled a lot of different things. And I, I, I think there are very few issues that we can't help a farmer with. And instead of trying to increase the farmer's stress or workload, what we try to do is say, let's look at this. You know, we can make recommendations and we can help you fix this. I think what's interesting, what you said is two things. One, the needs are very diverse on right. farms and when it comes to farm safety, because every farm is different and, and they may have different needs. At the same time, farmers are engaged in wanting to create safer environments for themselves, their families, their employees. And you work and educate thousands of people every year, which yes. is impressive. Can you talk about that reach that NICAM has? Yeah. So we serve the entire state and we serve any any commodity group. I think one of the things that our safety specialists have talked about recently is the cannabis industry, which is just kind of getting started in New York State. So we're trying to figure out, you know, how can we meet the needs of these new farms? But yeah, we we work with orchards, we work with livestock farms, we work with dairy farms, we provide trainings in both English and Spanish, and we try to reach out to, you know, kind of colleagues or outreach workers who who might have expertise in Haitian language, if that's necessary, or other languages that we might not have expertise on staff, but we can reach out to our partners in, in the community to try to find that resource. We deal with many, many different hazard topics. We have, like I said, we have medical staff, we have trained industrial hygienists who understand you know, what kinds of hazard exposures exist on farms and the best way to address them. We have people with the expertise to tell you what kind of respiratory protection you need and, and what options are out there and what's most cost effective. And so, yeah, so this is very broad expertise. And New York State, I think, is the only state who has something like NICAM that can help farmers figure out solutions because, you know, farmers have to be experts in so many things, you know, <laughs> they have to be agronomists, they have to be vets, they have to be mechanics, they have to be all these things. We can ask them to be occupational health and safety specialists too, but in New York state, they don't need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, this week is National Farm Safety and Health Week. It's an important time to remind farmers about important services like NICAM, but also just remind them that Farming can be a dangerous profession. You know, we will put that out there. There are hazards that exist and, and issues that need to be dealt with and, and corrected. So it's an important time to really ask our, our farmers, our members to like, 
take a look around, you know, where can improvements be made? And if they need to, to turn to you and your team and your services, what are just maybe a few things that farms can keep in mind or some, some tips that they can take with them when they're, they're walking around the farm? Yeah, I think that if you look at fatality and injury statistics in agriculture, what you'll see is that equipment figures prominently, as do livestock handling injuries or chemical exposures. So those are things that can be effectively addressed. So for example, let's just take tractor overturns. That's the most frequent cause of death on farms in New York state, but we have a program that helps farmers install roll bars on their tractors that don't have a roll bar. And so we provide funding for that and we provide logistical assistance finding the right equipment for that tractor. We have the John May Farm Safety Fund program that can help put in livestock handling equipment, and that reduces the risk for an animal-related injury. We have a personal protective equipment program, and that allows us to send equipment to the farm. Or if we're headed out that way, we might just drop the equipment off the farm on our way out to do a training somewhere. But things like PTO drivelines, entanglements are another frequent cause of injury, permanent disability, or death. And we've worked with manufacturers to identify a shield that fits almost 100% of the drivelines out there. And, and it's like, you know, less than $100. So we have all of these solutions. And if you look at, you know, occupational health and safety specialists talk about something called the hierarchy of controls. And, and basically what this model does is it says, you know, what is the most effective way to address a workplace hazard? right? And elimination of that hazard is is kind of the best thing you can do. And if you can't eliminate the hazard, you can substitute that piece of equipment with something else. Or, you know, you might have some engineering controls. But what we try to do is use that way, that 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 model to look at, you know, what's the most effective way of addressing that hazard? And how can we do that in a way that makes it easy for the farmer or doesn't you know, costs a lot of money. There's just, just, you know, many, many things that can lead to injury or fatality. And I would say when a farmer's walking around their farm, the things they want to keep their eye on are things like equipment that's not been maintained or equipment that needs some kind of, you know, replacement of shields or livestock and, you know, protections be put in place that kind of eliminate the exposure to those livestock handling hazards, because those are what we see most frequently. Farm families are often working side by side with siblings, children on the farm, and and there are legal requirements on what children can and can't do on the farm. But if a parent is, is, you know, interested or looking for information, are there guidelines or support that can help parents know what it may be best for their children when it comes to working on their farms? Absolutely, there are. There's something called the North American Guidelines for Children's Agricultural Tasks. It's also popularly known as NAGCAT. And, and the NAGCAT information provides guidelines that help parents figure out, you know, what tasks can I give my child on the farm that align with their developmental abilities. So if I have an eight-year-old on the farm and they want to be involved in you know, what we're doing, what kind of chores make the most mm-hmm. sense to, to have my eight-year-old help with? And we also have farm safety trainings that 
parents can sign their children up for. They're usually held in the summer so that, you know, we can help kids identify hazards on farms, understand what they should do and not do. And then we have a safety specialists who are happy to do trainings even for children. So lots of resources there for the parent who wants their child to be involved in the farm. Yeah. Again, you do so many different things, but it also takes money to do all of those different things. And funding is a challenge for every organization, every farm. But NICAM's funding has been static for, for many, many years, even though the needs grow. How, how are things going and, and what could be helpful for NICAM to be able to do more and, and reach more people? Yeah. So I think, as you mentioned, our funding has been flat for the last 12 years. And so, you know, what a dollar could purchase 12 years ago is much different from, especially in the last two or three years, is much different from what a dollar can purchase in, in today's world. So it has been a challenge for us, especially when you think about, I think there have been estimates that the cost of medical supplies have tripled even in the last few years, gas prices have increased. And because we provide on-farm services, we spend a lot of time in vehicles driving to the farm. So the price of gas has been very challenging. I think the other thing that's been challenging is the people who work here, you know, are very passionate about meeting the needs of farmers. So what we tend to do is say, oh, I see we need this program. So let's add this to our program portfolio. And then we need this program. So let's add this program to our program portfolio. But there's no additional funding to provide those services. So so I think our staff is, you know, stretched a bit thin and, you know, our operational expenses have increased. So I think the thing that's that would be most helpful is to just have an adjustment based on inflation and increased programming. It would also be nice to have funding to increase and provide additional services that the farm community has requested. So for example, we've had several farms who've said, can you come to the farm? and do health assessments for our workers. We would really like to see our workers have access to a a doctor to get vaccinations, to get things of that nature. And so we would love to be able to do that. You know, that would, of course, require additional funding. But but I do think that it's very difficult for farmers and farm workers to get off the farm to see a physician, let alone a physician who has expertise in, you know, agricultural conditions. So it would be really wonderful to see some additional funding. So I think, you know, what would be helpful is if we could talk to policymakers and talk about, you know, potential that there is to kind of better meeting farmers' needs, that would be very helpful. And just to help folks understand, is your funding primarily state-funded? Yes. Federal dollars? You know, that's an excellent question. For much of the services that we provide, it's state funding. We do have some federal funding that allows us to conduct research, and that research allows us to develop programs like the New York State Rollover Protective Structure Rebate Program. Now, that that program worked really well because we had research money to go out and and identify the issue and come up with a solution. While that federal money allows us to conduct research, the actual service provision is largely covered by our state funding, which is why it's so important. It allows us to actually get out there and and work with farmers one-on-one. I know New York Farm Bureau has been a a big supporter and advocate for NICAM, and and that will continue. And something that hopefully help our members better understand too the importance of, of not only the services that can help them on the farm, 
but also supporting IKM in its efforts to help other farmers as well. So yeah. we really do appreciate what you do in, in, in your time today. And if people are interested for help, you know, how should they best reach out to, to you and your team? Well, we have a website, www.nicam.org, and we have contact information on the website. People could also email me, and my email is julie, J-U-L-I-E dot S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N at B-A-S-S-E-T-T dot O-R-G. Or they can just call, and we have a toll-free number, 1-800-343-7527. And they can ask for me and I am happy to direct them to the person they need to talk to. Or if they're interested in advocating for NICAM and what we do, I can share, you know, people that they can contact and talk about why what we do is important. That's awesome. And just your email with Bassett, you are affiliated with with Bassett uh, in Cooperstown. Right, right. We're, our center is part of a hospital, and our hospital has always had kind of a community focus, community mission, and research has been part of what we do for nearly 100 years. Mary Imogene Bassett was herself a researcher and interested in understanding how she could better serve her patients. So yeah, so, so we're just a good fit for a hospital. <laughs> I would say so. Well, Julie, thanks again for all that you do and, and for sharing your story today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Stephen. And, and thanks to all Farm Bureau members for all the support they provided over the years. Besides ICAM, another great resource for farm safety information is the Agricultural Safety Awareness Program, or ASAP, which is part of the Farm Bureau Health and Safety Network of professionals who share an interest in identifying and decreasing safety and health risks. For more information and resources, visit the ASAP Facebook page. That will do it for this week's edition of New York Farm Bureau's News Bites. Make sure to give us a positive review wherever you listen to the podcast. And a big thanks to Seth Moser-Katz for editing the program. Until next time, stay safe and make sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.